friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. I am so pleased that you have chosen to give me some of your time today. In today's episode, it's going to be a little bit different to usual. I want to tell you a testimony. It's not going to be very long. Uh, it's probably going to be a lot shorter than usual. But I want to share a testimony with you. And it's a testimony that really means something to me. You'll see why in a second. And it's a testimony that's really recent to me. This is this has happened in recent weeks. And I want to share it with you because it's really just blown me away. Uh, it's really encouraged me. And it's a testimony that I think just reveals how God works. You know the phrase, uh, you know, God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> he does certainly work in mysterious ways. And this testimony is a testimony just revealing that, how God does do his thing. So we're going to jump straight in with this uh, story uh, today. And I pray that it encourages you. And I pray that you might look at your own experiences of God and, and see that he is actually at work all the time in your life. So here we go. Welcome to Making Disciples. My name is Chris. It's great to have you with me. And here we jump into episode 104. So here we go. I want to start by reading a piece of scripture uh, to you. Now, this is just one line from the book of John. And it's a line that you may have heard many times. But, but I want to bring testimony uh, to uh, the reality of this, how I've seen uh, this passage at work for me. So John 5, 17 says this. Jesus says to them, my father is always at his work to this very day. And I, too, am working. My father is always at his work to this very day. And I, too, um working god is always at work do you believe that do you believe that god is at work yeah yeah i believe that i believe that um i believe it but why does it then surprise us when we find out that god is at work and we've never we've not seen it i want to bring a little testimony to you and uh, it's not a long story and it's a story from this summer and it's one that i've really seen god answer uh in in the last week and uh, yeah, I want to bring you this story as a way of encouraging you to be praying even when you don't see how these things could be resolved or could be answered. So I want to talk to you about a gentleman that was a member of my church. He was a gentleman uh, of older years, a gentleman who hadn't got any immediate family around him. In fact, he had no family uh, the only family members that he did have he was not in contact with for various reasons. He lived not far from the church and he had been attending All Hallows for uh, a number of years, kind of coming in and, and really had leaned in up to the pandemic. And then post the pandemic, we'd seen him regularly at the church. And I'm going to be really honest with you, a part of the testimony and story here and a part of my frustration is this. He actually came to church um, in July and he and I had a little bit of a ding dong. And uh, when I say that, 
there are many in our church going, Chris, you have a ding-dong with somebody. You never have a ding-dong with anybody. No, I don't have a ding-dong with anybody. It was a total miscommunication because of masks. We were both wearing masks. I said something. He thought I said something else. Uh, and he was really upset with me. Uh, and it was just a case of miscommunication. Um, but in all of that, uh, he ended up really upset with me. And uh, he and I ended up having to have a conversation uh, in middle of July where uh, I apologised, he apologised, and we cleared the air, we, we sorted it out. And, uh, and that felt really good. That felt really good. So the following Sunday, uh, he actually made my uh, assistant pastor aware that he had cancer. Uh, we didn't know how uh, bad the cancer was. He didn't really give us much details. But he mentioned that he got cancer and my assistant pastor uh, prayed with him and said that he would continue to pray for him for, for a miracle. And that end hits the end of July. I didn't see him then the next couple of weeks. I did wonder where he was. Uh, I wondered if things were really cleared up with him, but he just kind of vanished a, a bit. And I thought to myself that I would kind of check in with him once I got back off holiday. So I went on holiday in July and I'm on holiday. It's the third day of my holiday. I get a message to say this gentleman was actually in hospital and that he had got terminal cancer and that he was at the final stages. We didn't know this. We were totally unaware of how, how uh, bad it was for him. So I'm on holiday, three days in, find out that he's in hospital. Now, the deal is if any members of my church or anybody in my neighborhood that I find out is in hospital, I go to visit them the very day that I find out or the latest, the next day. So usually within 24 hours or so, I'm, I'm in the hospital visiting them. Uh, no matter how bad it is, if you find out it's uh, a major hospital uh, stay or it's minor, I always want to go and visit. It, it, I think it's important that people know that you care, that you are interested, and that, that that there is somebody from the family who will come and pray and encourage you. So I then start sending a text message around to a whole load of people saying, anybody, anybody, could they go and visit him? And that there was nobody that was available um, that those first few days. And a number of people said, Chris, I can go visit him uh, early next week, Monday next week, uh, I can go and visit him. So I kind of, I, I left it and, and thought, well, um, they'll, they'll see him as soon as they can. It's not as quick as I would like to go and see him, but you know, you, um, you live by the grace of other people's time. So I, I left it. Unfortunately, I then got a message three days later to say that he had passed away. It broke my heart. I'm on holiday and I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated because I've not seen him again uh, since the disagreement really that we'd had and, and the conversation we'd had to clear the air. I've not seen him, seen him again since then. I was frustrated that I'd only found out how sick he was really after I'd gone on holiday. Uh, there was no way I could get back to have visited and it frustrated me that nobody had been able to go and visit him. That frustrated me. I felt that here was somebody uh, that really was on their own, that was pretty isolated. And the church was uh, a group of people that were their family and had been around uh, and, and, and supported them in the past and then was not there for them in their final moments. It really bothered me. 
So I'm on holiday. I'd find out that he's passed away. I had no way of contacting family. I had no way of contacting uh, who would uh, have his body uh, for the funeral um, directors. Not a clue. Nothing. I had I had no way of tracking anything down at this point. So I'm on holiday. No way of tracking anything down. Frustrated that uh, we'd not been able to go and visit. Uh, and therefore found myself uh, just praying. And my prayer was this, God, you know how frustrated I am here. And I just don't know what can be done now in this situation to redeem it. And the prayer was this, Lord, I just want to pray retrospectively that uh, you would go back in time right now and that you would uh, send someone to have been with him in his final days. Somebody of faith, somebody of the Christian faith. Uh, that would be able to have spent some time with him in those last few days. That was my prayer. You know, we weren't there. So God, would you send, have sent somebody? You know, God is timey-wimey, isn't it? You know, we're praying one moment, but God lives in all moments. So I'm like, you know, answer this prayer retrospectively. I don't know what happened in his last few days. I don't know how things played out. Uh, so God, would you would you have sent someone to, uh, you know, my words were minister to him, but, you know, care for him, be with him. Uh, in that place of isolation and and what I would have definitely seen as uh, as a sad place of being on your own in your last few days that is miserable that that's not how the church should be that's not how the family of God should be and that really bothered me so came back on holiday in uh, August and then tried to get some details from a, new, a few different places about what had happened to him you know had he been buried yet was there a, a funeral that was still to be tried to could find nothing I, I i just didn't know how to track down that information sadly do you know what i didn't actually know his last name it's like how because how could you not if he was a member of your church, your church how did you not know his last name data protection uh, we completely nuked all of our address lists and we only had the information um, that people have given us since we had ended up nuking all of our address lists because of data protection. He's not on Facebook, he's not on Instagram, he's not on Twitter, he's not on any of those things. So knew him by first name basis and never learnt his last name. Never knew his last name. Uh, he wasn't a part of our small group structures or anywhere else that would have taken any information from him. Um, so that ultimately left me with nothing. So September came, uh, had nothing to run with, no way of finding a solution and nobody having any uh, information for us that meant we could actually track down what had happened to him. So that was September and six, seven weeks have now passed and there is just black hole, nothing, uh, no solution. Don't know where he's buried or anything. I, I'm 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 left with with nothing here. On Sunday night, uh, I'm at church, and uh, there's a member of our church that we'd not seen since way back, at probably Easter time. They uh, had relocated post the uh, the pandemic. And we're living slightly further out from uh, from Bow in East London. They've kind of gone east and north. Um, and therefore, we're not coming to our church anymore. They'd, they'd moved. Uh, so therefore, we're going to a local church uh, to where they were. But they decided that 
on this Sunday, they wanted to come back to All Hallows. They wanted to uh, worship with us and they wanted to be reminded of what they loved so much about our church. So they came on Sunday night to church. And at the end of the service, I went over to them to greet them and to say hello, see how they were doing, checking with them, excited to see them. And she turns to me, uh, this young lady, and she says, Chris, I don't know if you know this, but a member of All Hallows died in August. His name is dot, 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 gave me his name. And I just stopped in my tracks. I said, I said yes, he did. How did you know that he'd passed away in August? And she said, well, you know that I'm a nurse at the Royal London. I was like, yes, I, yes, you are. That's true. I'd, I knew that, but had somewhat forgotten that, but yet, yes, did know that. And um, she says, well, he was on my ward uh, his last week and I was his nurse that cared for him in the last week of his life. And I knew I recognised him, she said. And I said to him, uh, do you have a faith? And he said, yes, I'm Christian. And she said, oh, what church do you go to? And he says, All Hallows Bow. She says, I go to All Hallows Bow. I went to All Hallows Bow. I know All Hallows Bow. And she was able to talk to him. And he talked about members of the church that he loved and people that he would describe as friends. He talked about uh, different things that had happened at the church. He even mentioned that he and I had had a ding dong. And we talked about it and we'd kind of uh, sorted it out. It was resolved and, and cleared up. Uh, and he talked about all of that with her. He talked about um, where he believed he was going, his faith. She uh, commented on how peaceful he was, how safe he knew he was. And in that last week, she was able to care for him, talk with him, encourage him uh, and, and, and be present. Now, remember, I'm praying, God, would you send somebody, not knowing who, but would you send somebody with a faith to have been with him in that final week? And there I am praying this prayer, fully unaware that a member of our church that had moved on only, what, five, four months earlier, had actually been with him uh, during those last days uh, here uh, with us, uh, although in, in hospital. I love it. I love it. What does Jesus say? What does Jesus say? My father is always at work and to this very day and I too am working. We have a father who is always at work. And what amazes me here is I felt like, and this is the little bit, I'd had a dreadful week last week. Last week was a hard week for various reasons. I had done a lot. We'd had funerals. We'd had weddings. Uh, we'd had difficult conversations. Uh, you name it. We had it all within a, a five, six day window. Uh, it was a busy week. I was absolutely exhausted. And on Saturday night, I had nothing left. I was spent. I was cooked. 
I had nothing to offer and I knew I had to preach on Sunday. I had to go to church on Sunday morning and evening and preach uh, to our congregation. I did so. I, I preached and I was spent. I was fed up. I was spent. And I felt burnt out. And God sent this young woman, this nurse, to come to All Hallows on Sunday night to bring testimony to a prayer that I had prayed at that point eight weeks prior so eight weeks prior I prayed a prayer I didn't know what had happened with it I don't know where it had gone I didn't know how God had responded but I believed that God heard my prayer and I, I didn't see a resolution I didn't see an answer and I carried on and got on with life and then in that moment Sunday night God sends uh, this person like a messenger with um, a testimony of what she had done which she did not know was going to be the answer to a prayer that I had prayed eight weeks before so I was overwhelmed on Sunday going you have no idea what you're bringing to me right now you are bringing me a answer to a prayer that I prayed eight weeks ago because I did not know uh, what else to do she was then blessed because she realized that she was the answer to the prayer that I had prayed eight weeks prior. So not only was I blessed, but she was blessed because she then sees herself in light of my father is always at work. And what does Jesus say? Uh, he too is always working. God is always at work. We don't know when we are the answer to somebody else's prayer. You don't know when you're stood at a bus stop and you have that conversation with somebody, how you're an answer to somebody else's prayer right now. You don't know. You're just being at the bus stop. You're just hanging out with somebody. You're just serving somebody. You're caring for someone. You're being present with someone. You don't know when you are the answer to somebody else's prayer and the Father is always at work and he's using you to answer some unknown person's prayer. In the same way, you don't know when you pray although you may not see it answered the way that you would expect, uh, you uh, may have already set God on a, on a trajectory where he's using someone else to be the answer to your prayer. And I love this. The Father is always at work. Do you believe this? Now you can say, Chris, oh, it's a God incident or a coincidence. You know, these things just happen. Well, I get you. I, I, I hear you. But the timing of it all and the way that uh, she had been present at the right moment, answering a prayer for a gentleman, uh, that she had no real reason to uh, maybe go in and, and care for. She was, it was just another patient. Somehow all of that comes together with God's providence, you know, the, the God that weaves things together. So I want to leave you with that today and ask you this question. Well, when could it be that you have been the answer to the father's, uh, yeah, a prayer to the father? You've been an answer to that prayer. Could it be that somebody else has in the past been the answer to a prayer you've prayed and you've never even seen an answer? You know, I could, I could not have spoken to Ruth on Sunday night. I've given her the name. I was trying not to use the name. Try not to use names. I do apologize. Um, I could have not spoken to her on Sunday evening. But God would have still answered the prayer and I just wouldn't have been aware of it. And I might have felt 
like God had not answered the prayer, that it had gone into a black hole. But actually the testimony just revealed to me that God is working even when we don't see it or know it. God is weaving things together. And that's my encouragement for you. Come on, don't stop praying. Don't stop praying and interceding and crying out to God for things, even when you don't see answers because you don't know where the Father is answering them without your awareness. Uh, the Father is always at work and you may not see it, know it, understand it, uh, see a solution to it, but that does not mean the Father isn't working in some shape or form. may not be the way that you expect, maybe not the way that you want, but the Father will bring about a resolution that is right and good and proper. So I want to encourage you to not stop praying. The small things and the big things. Pray, intercede, hand it to God and and then leave it with him. Let him bring about the solutions that need to be brought about. And, you know, you could pray, Lord, would I, would I see the answer? The, the truth of it is we don't need to see the answer for the prayer to have been answered. I'm giving this testimony today because I, I got uh, a conversation with somebody that revealed to me that there was a solution. But God is faithful and good. If I, if I know the solution or not, he is, he is always at work and he may be answering prayers that I, I miss and go past so fast that I don't even realise it's there. So there you go. The Father is always at work and I too am working jesus says look friends i hope you find that an encouragement today what is your testimonies i would love to hear i'd love you to drop in the chat find me on facebook or or instagram or twitter tell me your testimonies fill me with joy at the testimonies that you've seen god answer uh, i need to hear your stories uh, it's important that we we share these stories with one another and we we give testimony to what god has been doing so i'd love to hear your stories as well do share them back with me so friends until next time have a great week and grace and peace <laughs>